Well, Mario Kart has been ranked the number one game for getting pulses racing, according to a new study. The research put experienced gamers to the test to uncover the most demanding video games on the market, with results showing that Mario Kart produces a 32% increase in heart rate over a 30-minute period. According to the findings, the other games that made it to the top five alongside Mario Kart were FIFA Soccer at 31%, where people saw an increase in their heart rates, Call of Duty, 30%, Dark Souls at 28%, and Fortnite at 27%. These are the games that perhaps one would describe as uh, making players the most stressful. Joining me now to discuss the study is Fintan Costello. He's the Managing Director at Bonus Finder. Fintan, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a very interesting topic. Uh, as a father uh, of a 13-year-old who loves video games, uh, and uh, and I often wonder when I watch kids play uh, how um, engrossed they become in the games, how focused they become. Uh, but your study is a fascinating one. How did you um, go about testing uh, the individuals that were involved in this study? Absolutely. So we worked with a scientist to kind of help us create the the baseline. We brought together uh, 17 uh, subjects for testing. What we had to do as well, I think, when you started digging in, when we started digging into this to figure out how to create the study, is if you've never played, say, a particular video game before, it's really going to skew the results. Mm -hmm. So we picked 17 experienced gamers who were familiar with the games and have played the majority of the games on the list to try and remove some of that bias because there is a there is a ramping up period for for learning any new game or, or any new skill then what we did was uh, quite simply we, we took their resting heart rates using heart rate monitors that were attached to their to their chests so similar if, if anybody's uh, if you're a regular jogger or you work out in the gyms it's similar types of things using garments and um, once we had a baseline for their um, resting heart rate, then we could test them with the games. Um, so we did the games in batches. So it wasn't like a massive um, slog going from game to game. We did the study over a couple of weeks and we were quite quickly able to see the data and see not only the, the increase in, in heart rates, but also the spikes. Um, so it was very, so people, like you said, like I, I've got a 10 year old, it's the exact same. Mm -hmm. it, there is a, there is a physical reaction to playing these games. The study found that Mario Kart was the most stressful game. Why Mario Kart, do you think? We we looked at this and it was, it was really interesting. We think Mario Kart is the most stressful because it was consistently the most stressful across all the, the subjects. And we think it's to do with, it's actually the most balanced game of the group. So if you think of a, if you take a group of people and you sit them down at a computer to to play against each other, there's always that bell curve of the experts all the way back to the person who's never played this game before. What Mario Kart does extremely well as a video game, and I think why it's lasted so long as a as a top tier title for Nintendo, is it the game mechanics really help the people at the back of the of the race to get to the front of the race. And the people at the front of the race have less opportunities and are more likely to be hit with a blue shell, a red shell, etc. So the, the, we think it's due to the game mechanics creates a, a, a more level playing field, which is more engrossing for everybody. And 
so the so the consistent heart rate increase because everybody's everybody has a chance to win pretty much right till the end and even if you're winning and i don't know if you've ever played mario kart with your with your teenager but i've i've played a lot of mario kart with my son mm-hmm. even if i'm winning that last corner or even right up onto the line i've lost um so there's there's never there's never a guaranteed win in the game which i think is is super interesting uh the the other games that um also in, increase heart rates in your study uh, were fifa soccer which i'm sure uh, many more kids will be playing with world cup just around the corner and of course call of duty which i i can kind of understand um what should parents take from your study in regards to stress level in kids so first of all, it, it increased the the heart rates and um, by about thirty three percent. However, it wasn't um, it wasn't the equivalent of say a, a hard workout. It was the equivalent of going for a, a brisk walk. Um, I think for for parents, the, the answer always is moderation is key. Um, I, I'm a parent as well, and my my son right now, as I'm talking here to you, is probably playing a video game. Um, I, and I think it's really just making sure moderation is key. Um, the same with anything anything that, that, that kids do is, is good. I wouldn't worry too much about the game as long as it's age appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's important. So, you know, call is Call of Duty age appropriate for a 10 year old? No. And, you know, my, my son doesn't play it. But Mario Kart or FIFA or something like that would be would be totally fine. But from a stress level, I, I wouldn't be too worried. I'd be more worried about the, the addictive qualities. And so things like loot boxes. Um, so within the FIFA game, there's a there's a loot box mechanic, which is very similar to a, a slot machine. Mm-hmm. I think that's, as a parent, that, that has me very worried. I think it's, it's completely inappropriate for children. Could you uh, expand on that for those who don't know? Yeah, um, it, it's a really common mechanic that you see in, in mobile phone games, but also it, 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 within the EA franchises, so FIFA or the F1 or um, Madden, I believe as well. And what it does is you buy with real money in-game coins, and then you use the in-game coins to buy what's called loot boxes, uh, or I think in, in FIFA it's called Fush. Uh, there's, a, there's a name for within the game, I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, it's a bit like if, if you remember collecting um, player cards when you were a child, you, you buy the packet, you don't know what's in the packet. Hmm. Um, and then you, you get a random selection. So the, the, you're buying a random packet of players within the game, so to speak. However, the way it's designed and the costs, the way it's presented, a lot of these games now are really becoming paid to play. So you have to buy more of these cards to get the better players to progress your experience within the games. And there's definitely, um, if you look at some of the YouTube content and Twitch and things of this, like people spending huge amount of money on these cards and it's kind of glorifying uh, the the random number generator behind um, this. And there's huge amount of money going into it uh, from kids to, to the likes of EA. So for me, I, I, I'm more concerned about those types of in-game mechanics and really on a personal level, like I've had to sit down with my son and just explain like, this is what the video game company is doing. This is how they're trying to make money from you. Um, they want you to spend more money than just buying the game. And it's, it's not right. 
Um, and it's a difficult conversation. It can be it can be hard for kids to understand because they just want to have fun. They just want to play with their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would really kind of monitor games for, for those types of mechanics more than anything else. Uh, now, Fenton, when you look at games today, they're so incredibly immersive. The graphics are amazing. And the fact you can put on a headset and play someone on the other side of the world, you know, in many ways, is quite mind-boggling to me. Now, do you worry that these games have become so immersive that um, we're adding another layer of challenges for parents and putting limits on how much kids can play and maybe just trying to get them outside to run around? It, 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 as a parent, I, I have the exact same worry. Um, the video games, in a lot of times, are more fun than going outside and playing, um, particularly when the weather's bad. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I, I do worry about that as well. I do worry about the, the social emotional development of, of kids where, you know, we've evolved to, you know, to children learn through play, but they learn through playing with other children in a physical environment. Um, they will get something from playing. I would imagine they would get something from playing with their friends online and, and talking to each other. But I do think that physical interaction um even motor skills of just, you know, throwing a ball or kicking a ball or climbing a tree or just running around having fun as, as kids, as, as I would have known it growing up. Um, and then part of me still thinks back to when I was a kid. And, you know, you, you, if you kind of look through history, right? So those when novels first became a thing, uh, society was outraged at what it's going to do to the children and then it was the same with the radio and LPs and uh, movies and you know so a- a- every new media that's been adopted by by children and teenagers and um, has caused parents to worry and, and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you would have experienced the same when, mm-hmm. when you were growing up so I do think as well the, the children are also okay and they are smart. Like I, I look at my son; he's he's so much more mature than I was at his age. Um, I have the same feeling uh, in regards to the maturity of my son, back to, compared to when I what I was like at, at thirteen. The, what it cons- where I get concerned is when you even look further into the future, uh, where Facebook and its parent company want to create this online world like Meta. Uh, where you'll have online retail outlets and everything is online. It just sort of sucks the humanity out of everything, uh, in my personal opinion. And I do worry for kids if, if that's the world we're heading into as well, beyond just video games, but there's an entire online world a major corporation is trying to create. Uh, you know, How do we keep kids grounded and, and focused on the other issues, as you say, just physical play and living in, a, in the real world rather than just the online world? That's sort of the next big challenge i think uh, for I, parents i i think so too and i, I think there's I have a couple of thoughts on that i think one is in a way the kids are already doing it so mm-hmm. if you look at Fortnite, if you look at rob i'm not sure if you're familiar with roblox yes yes um these these worlds in my view are already the metaverse and and it's only a small step from what these games are what kids are already doing in these games to just putting on a pair of goggles um, or whatever these these VR headsets are going to look like in the next next few years. So I, I, in a way, I think it's much closer than we realize. It's just it's under the radar because it's oh, it's a video game for kids. Um, and I think as well, one of the big challenges, and it's something I, I know me and my, my wife have been talking about, is because they've got access to so much media. So they've got video games, they've got YouTube, Disney Plus, Netflix, all the different things we've got just lying around our house. There's no boredom. Mm-hmm. 
and it's very so there's always something amazing that they can do at the at their fingertips but i also think so much learning and creativity comes from boredom and i think like like you said when you look out to the future where there's always something on tap that's going to trigger uh the endorphins and the serotonin and everything that's going to make you feel good with these these quick hits which is if you look at tiktok this is why tiktok's so popular right so there's constant endorphins and short form video format super highly engaging um and i do think it's a concern and and the the struggle for parents is that what is um if you try to get your kids off them or limit to them that that's great and you absolutely should but then it's also and what i'm struggling as a parent is how do you um give them a better alternative yes and, you know, is it like, okay, we're going to sit down as a family and play a board game? Uh, in theory, that's great. But if you've got two working parents, that gets very difficult. Or if there's younger siblings or, you know, read some books. But realistically, the books aren't as entertaining as the video games anymore. And and these, um, what is the alternative? And I, I'd love to hear your thoughts because I, I know I'm struggling with this. <laughs> I think it's an ongoing uh, conversation in our home and I think all parents' homes. Uh, I agree with you 100%. It is uh, remains a constant challenge in regards to video games. Um, but uh, I do, as as you've articulated very well, I am also concerned about where this new world is headed and how we keep uh, kids uh, connected to their childhood. And, and it's, it's an ongoing challenge for all parents. Fintan, thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you very much for having me.